It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Arnie Pie with Arnie in the Sky. We've got big problems on the Springfield Memorial Bridge, people. Traffic going way back in both directions. And look out at the corner of 14th and Elm, because I just dropped my bagel. HudsonRiverRadio.com The dot-com makes it cool. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. This is the Rock and Roll History Show. Well, hello, Rockland County, Hudson Valley. And beyond, welcome to another brand spanking new edition of the Rock and Roll History Show here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. I'm Brian Horowitz, joined as always by the master of all things musical, the, uh, the I was going to say the Bishop of Beat, I don't know, I got nothing, I didn't, I didn't come in prepared. Did you say there was going to be spanking? No, absolutely not. I heard you say there would be spanking, that's why I came here. <laughs> I'm just glad you put on pants because uh, we're live streaming today. Oh, that's As long right. as the techie gods are uh, cooperative with us. So, Neil Richter. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And as always, last week she was uh, Ginger Baker. Today, I believe she is the Ginger slash Baker, as in cupcakes and cakes. Yeah. We have Gail Newcomb with us. Gail takes Hello. charge of uh, all the birthday cakes around here, so... Yes. I, I could actually call you Ginger Baker. I'm the legit. cake lady. Well, <laughs> I, I usually don't have time to bake them, so it's usually more like Ginger Shop Right. <laughs> but what about but pie? But nobody needs to know that. What about pie? You know, I almost brought pie tonight. I what do you mean, pie. almost? I forgot. I went to pick well, a cat for I one. Distinctly, I forgot. I distinctly it. said <laughs> I want spanking and pie. <laughs> I'm going to go on strike. <laughs> What's going on? That sounds really messy. <laughs> well, don't knock it if you haven't tried it. <laughs> oh, I'm not here to pass judgment. I'm just here oh, to this talk. Oh, is, this is a rock and roll show, isn't it? It is. Oh, well, we oh, do a little oh, bit of everything. I, 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 We're going to start off off topic to begin with anyway, because the vampires are coming. Um, next Monday, February 25th, the Stony Point PBA is holding their 10th annual blood drive. So hold out your arm and get ready. Smile. And uh, start donating. So it's going to be from 3.30 to 8 p.m. on Monday. It's going to be at the Row Building up at uh, Patriot Hills, the old Dutchworth property, if you're familiar with it. You can make an appointment if you would like to, or you can just walk in. Um, for more information, give the Stony Point PD a call. You're going to ask for Sergeant Wood, Jay Wood, and the number is 845-786-2422. I am a proud card-carrying member of the One Gallon Club as of last Ooh. year. So they hit me up. I have the... The, the double platelets, you know, I sit there at the Alex machine, they oh, call it. Okay. So I sit there twice as long, give twice as much, and I have to go half as often. <laughs> what, fla- what flavor are you? Oh, positive. Oh, oh that's right. like, same thing. And same I year. never, I didn't, I never knew my blood type until I started donating. Really? Know, all, yeah, growing up, all that, never. Wow. Never had a clue. What's, what's like the average or normal one? Oh, positive, I think. The, I, there is no... Whatever it is, that's what I am. That's your... That's about the only, and that's about the only thing that's... Slightly askew positive? The only thing that <laughs> about me. All right, so everybody out there should line up, stick your arm out. If you don't have an appointment, just walk in. I guess just show your vein to somebody who says, okay, and they'll show you where to go. They see my veins, they'll... Run screaming in the other direction. When I show no. up, they, Nobody they can tell find. me where to like go. a challenge. Nobody can find mine. It's it's pretty much the same crew that comes every year, and they know what they're doing. They okay. like a challenge, so it's good. Sign up for it. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll see you there. I'll be there. Actually, I signed up for the three thirty appointment, so in and out as best I can. All what right. Can I say? So we'll see. That's on Monday, three thirty to eight, up uh, 
at the Royal Building in Letchworth. So make sure you're there. So today, on today's Rock and Roll History Show, we're taking a quiz, but it's only one question. Which I'll a probably one. get wrong because I usually do. That's all right. I, I this is kind of a pass-fail grade, right? This is a pass-fail grade. Yeah, wow. I did not set this up to be easy, but there are no tricks. Um, Google's not going to help you. There's nothing. You really don't have to look that deep. You can get the answer just by listening to the songs that we're going to talk about. All right. All right. And I will even tell you the question up front. <laughs> all of these songs have something in co- And Neil, you have the playlist in front of you. That won't even help. Oh, okay. I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was covering it up and, for the folks at home. I was trying right. to hide it so I wouldn't even see it. Neil, when we do these uh, quizzes, he plays fair. I'll give him that. So <laughs> he do- he covers up the monitor over there so he doesn't know what's coming. In this case, it's not going to help. help. Okay. It won't help. All right. So all of the songs that we're going to hear today have one thing in common. You just have to tell me what it is. Their music. What do, They have two things in common. Oh. <laughs> you just have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> They're musical. So all you have to do you can hear them. is tell me what do all these songs have in common besides being musical and you can hear them. Sort of thematically the is what you're saying. Here. Yes. Yeah, okay. if uh, it's, actually, if it's, yes, if no. It, all right, if it's but, thematically, yeah. I'd have a chance if it has to do with who played it or what studio did they record it in or anything oh, no. like that. Oh, no. Nothing sneaky know. like that. Nope. Right. Nope. Well, Even sounds, if you've never heard any of these songs. This sounds interesting like a challenge. It, yep. it's, it's almost like a scavenger hunt. You get little clues, but they're not always related. We're, we're going to talk like about that. the songs. We'll talk about the, the stories behind them, and that information will not help you get the answer. You could literally okay. listen to all these songs in a row, and that will give you the information that you need to uh, get the answer right. Fair enough? Sounds good. Okay. We're going to kick off with good. a hit from 1994 by Lisa Loeb, who I happen to like. She's like a folk rock, you know, oh, little okay. folky mix. You'll know the song. It's called Stay. In parentheses, I missed you because songs need parentheses for some Doesn't reason. Doesn't sound I don't familiar. Know. You, you'll, I think you'll recognize it. Mm. But uh, it was definitely a big hit back then. Like I said, she's kind of a mix of a, a folk and rock, a lot of acoustic kind of stuff. She wrote this song, Stay, about a breakup with an ex-boyfriend, because that's what rock and roll is all about. <laughs> was that uh, Dweezil? Uh, no, it was really? before that. Yeah, yeah. She Was hmm. she married to Dweezil? Zappa, I, that she... I don't know, but I know that they were they uh, were together for... item, uh, whether they are or not now, I don't think I don't so. know. I don't or, think so either. I, I don't no know if they idea. were married. That's, that's a good question. I don't know. Just a, no. little, a little trivia. Nope, this was an earlier breakup. She uh, graduated from Brown University. She's a smarty pants, so this is <laughs> about something that happened way back then. Uh, after graduating, she put a band together called Nine Stories, which she named after a J.D. Salinger book that I had neither heard of nor read. Neither mm. of you? I've only heard of one. Yeah, yeah me too, and me I too. didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So well, we're, it's, not, we're it's, not smarty it's got, pants. It, 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 the <laughs> other one that I know of has a, another attachment, a, a connotation that's like not good. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm talking about uh, Catcher on the Rock. Catcher on the Rock. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's the only one I think most people heard of. Right. And that I was know. that was the book that uh, Mark David Chapman was holding when right. he, when he assassinated uh, okay. John, John Lennon. Lennon. Yes. So and I think that's that book probably caused the sale of Cliff Notes to go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's how I got through English classes. Oh, uh, okay. Well, but don't tell anybody that. I did it the hard way. I actually read it. Yeah, that some, one I, some read, I did too, and I, I hated didn't. it. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember it at all. So I'm, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but anyway, that's not even the book we're talking about. It's called Nine Stories, which... I didn't know we wrote another book. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she never wrote another song, but well, then we're going to find out. Well, she actually wrote a bunch of songs. She oh, recorded it ahead of time. Um, by coincidence, coincidence, she met actor Ethan Hawke. While she was living in New York City, um, they became friends. They they met through a mutual friend. Um, she played the song "Stay" that she had already written and recorded with with her band. Uh, played it for him. He liked it. Ethan Hawke brought the song to Ben Stiller, who at the time was directing a movie called Reality Bites. Reality Bites is also responsible for putting My Sharona back on the charts, <laughs> which I will never forgive them for because that song is like nails I, I, on a chalkboard. I didn't, to me. I didn't watch that movie. I, I don't think I, didn't I ever either. saw it. Yeah. So, but Ben Stiller liked the song, and he actually put the song "Stay" into the movie. Um, it was remarkable at the time for uh, the video. The video garnered a lot of attention because it was very simple. In the mid '90s, you had all the flashy videos, high budget kind of stuff. This was the complete opposite. The video for the song was literally her running around an empty New York City apartment, basically throwing a hissy fit while kind of okay. lip syncing the song. Um, 
you know, like I said, it was a vacant New York City apartment. And, uh, you know, the myth grew that it was her apartment and they moved all the furniture out to make it empty, you know, which is not true because if you watch the video, it's a huge loft, <laughs> which she could not afford at the time because yeah. she had not made it big yet. Um, Ethan Hawke actually directed the video on her behalf. And there's a cat in the video. Ethan brought his Aww. cat in and the cat is kind of walking around in the background. So that's Ethan Hawke's cat running around an empty apartment that Lisa Loeb has taken a lap through. Um <laughs> The idea of the video was that it was supposed to look like one shot, like one steady shot following her all the way around. Mm -hmm. They wound up doing two takes, and uh, they mixed them together. There's one quick scene where she runs behind a pillar in the apartment, mm -hmm. and that's where they kind that's of where they make the, the cut. two together. Uh -huh. So if you're not paying attention, it does look like they did it all in one take, mm -hmm. which is it's pretty impressive. Um, so the song entered the charts in April of 1994. It was released as a single in May of 1994 and peaked at number one in August of 94. Now, her claim to fame was that Lisa Loeb was the first artist to top the U.S. charts before being signed to any record label. She had recorded this song, Stay, mm. and a lot of her material ahead of time with her band and, and a friend and all that. And uh, she wasn't signed to any label. She was just performing and out there. But this song, But Stay, it was all set to go. It was all set to go, right. pretty much, yeah. Well, record companies recorded. like that because then they don't have to... Uh, exactly. Here you go. ...lay yes. out the money it's for all it. all done. Yeah. So um, this song, Stay, hit number one. And then Geffen signed her pretty quickly and pretty smartly after that. Mm. So she held that record for 19 years until along came uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis with their hit Thrift Shop, that rap song Thrift Shop. You've heard Thrift Shop. I don't Oh, think after the show, so. I'll play you Thrift Shop. Okay. It's pretty funny. I, I think I have heard it. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I, I yeah. probably heard that more than... than uh, probably. So than Thrift Lisa Shop came Lowe, out in 2013. But... It's six years old already, which to me, it's still a new song, which I know it's not. <laughs> So we're going to start off today with the hit song by Lisa Loeb, Stay, came out in 1994. And again, today's one question quiz is what do all of these songs have in common? So let's check it out and we'll be back. You said that I was naive and I thought 
Song number one, Lisa Loeb from 1994. And I did mention that she was known for her tortoiseshell glasses, that like the retro kind of look. That was her thing. I, I call think, it the proto-nerd look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think she actually has a line of uh, eyeglass frames out now just because of that. You know? Hey, so, why not? I Absolutely, why not? No doubt. All right, are we ready for song number two? Okay. All right, it's The Rose by Bette Midler. Uh, it was written by songwriter Amanda McBroom, and Bette Midler wound up recording it for a film called The Rose, which was total coincidence. Uh, Amanda McBroom, the songwriter, is and was an active uh, cabaret performer. She's still performing, I believe, in New York City a lot. Um, she wound up having a lot of appearances as an actress in TV shows in the 70s and 80s. Uh, she was in Taxi, Starsky and Hutch, Remington Steele, MASH, all the, the big name shows. So she wrote the song in 1977, 1978. She used it in her own cabaret act. Bette Midler heard the song, liked it, and she chose to use it for the movie. And like I said, the title, total coincidence. You have a song, The Rose, and a movie, The Rose. Mm. Was not planned. Uh, it was released as a single in March of 1980. Went to number one. Bette Midler got a Grammy for it, which means that none of her doors are going to swing shut in the breeze because that's what we think of, well, that's what I think of Grammy Awards now, <laughs> that they're just basically a doorstop. Uh, but the song was not eligible for an Academy Award because the song wasn't written specifically for the movie. Hmm. They found the song after, and it fit perfectly, but it wasn't written for the movie. So she would, oh, okay. you couldn't get an Academy Award for that because they're apparently sticklers. But the people at the Golden Globes are not. So she won a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Hmm. So there you go. So this is song number two in our one-question music quiz, What Do All These Songs Have in Common? And I have a live performance of The, of the Rose that she did in concert, which I think is pretty good. Hmm. So let's give a listen. Some say love, it is a river. Some say love, it is a razor that leaves your soul to bleed. Some say love, it is a hunger, an endless and
the seed that where the sun's love in the spring becomes the rose. I like that song and apparently I'm the only one in the room that does, huh? <laughs> I think you stand alone on that back, one. Back in the day, I think I liked it, but not now. <laughs> I kind of like it. Well, there you You're go. You're young yet. All right. We got <laughs> yeah, no, two o- o- two. Over two here for me. But, All right. Uh, but hmm. we're here to take a quiz, so it's not. That, that's you know, so it's not important. This is, this is just as much educational as anything else. I'm, I'm all, all right. right. Yep. And if you're just joining us, so today's one question music quiz is what do all these songs have in common? It's not a trick question. You can get the answer just by listening to all these songs closely. Fair enough? All right. Song number three. Now we're in the realm of, of Neil Richter here. Okay. We're going to yeah, talk so about I'm, the Rolling I'm, Stones. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Is this a song that's like upbeat and and yes good mm-hmm. yes yeah. it'll it'll bring you out of whatever doldrums that Bette Miller just put you in <laughs> oh, I guess thank goodness. <laughs> yikes all right we're going to talk about sympathy for the devil rolling stones 1968 right right are you you're familiar you're familiar with the backstory at all or not uh, to throw you under the bridge but you're the expert. You're the Rolling Stones. Uh, it depends on what you. Well, you, you go ahead because I'm not sure what you're going for. So I'm, uh, I'm just going for the song. So. Let's, let's hear what you've got. All to right, say. it's the first track from the Rolling Stones album "Beggar's Banquet." Right, right. Mick Jagger came up with the idea after reading several books, including works of Baudelaire, which I have never hmm. read either. Me neither. No, no, nobody. Right, and he hmm. read a, a newly translated book titled "The Master and Margarita" that Marianne Faithful had given him because they were hanging out together. Uh, Marianne Faithful and a group of friends are credited on the original recording with singing backup for Sympathy for the Devil, but in reality, they wound up cutting out their tracks and re-recording with other people, so they still get the credit, there but is, they're not is, actually hmm. on. There is a film, and it's called uh, Sympathy for the Devil, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, I forget the name of the director, Goddard. is uh, Funny you should mention that. Because and and they, have, they have scenes of that, uh, yes. and I know why they replace those because they were terrible they no oh, is that what it was they just <laughs> sounded they bad were, they were totally off well yeah. then it seems Already completely then. justified yeah <laughs> so when they were i'm jumping ahead a little bit but when they were recording the documentary when they were filming that one of the uh lights actually set some fabric on fire and ruined most of the equipment in the studio well that's they actually had a, a fire in the studio that i didn't know the the wow. tapes themselves somehow survived they weren't complete yet but they were able to take the master tapes and go to another studio and finish it up so and of course you have a song called "Sympathy for the Devil." So yeah. of course everybody's up in arms. How dare you? And you know, not realizing it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. It's not actual <laughs> sympathy. You know, the whole point of the song is that you know the devil's quote unquote taking credit for it. But as you hear the lyrics, people are causing all the problems. Right. The devil has nothing to do with it. He's just standing there. You know, um, basically the devil is narrating atrocities of mankind um, from the crucifixion of Jesus to. The Russian Revolution to the assassinations of both uh, John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy, and and just the misperception of the song by the kind of people you would expect to be upset by rock and roll, <laughs> just they kind of went nuts. Right. Which well, of course, when you're it, the Rolling it, Stones, it served their legend well. It oh, just yes. it completely boosts everything. You know, there is no bad press, and, and the more controversy you can come up with, the better. Right. So uh, some of the lyrics: Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul to waste. I was round when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain, made sh- made damn sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his fate. So the devil was around for the crucifixion. I stuck around St. Petersburg when I saw it was time for a change. Killed the czar and his ministers. Anastasia screamed in vain. So the czar he's talking about is Nicholas II, who was the last emperor of Russia. He abdicated the throne in 1918. Um, and they killed on, him anyway. And they killed him anyway. But uh, he caught a lot of blame for not necessarily starting World War One, but not doing anything to prevent it. So hmm. whether that's true or not, you can argue with a historian who is far more qualified than me. But Anastasia was his daughter, who was also one of them, executed. Yeah. One Grand of his daughters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I rode a tank, held the general's rank when the Blitzkrieg raged and the body stank, which is World War Two. So right. the devil is playing the role of a Nazi general as the Blitzkrieg attack which is just a huge wave of force over a, a certain area. So it's all tongue-in-cheek. You know, the devil's there, but he's just 
it's the people that are causing the problem, and that's really the point of the song. Mm. Well, it, it sums it up at the end. Uh, after all, it was you and me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the uh, you know Jagger wrote. You know, after yes. all, it was you and me. It wasn't. Yep, exactly. So it wasn't the devil. <laughs> it wasn't the devil. <laughs> the devil didn't make. He us didn't do need it. to lift a finger. He just he just got to watch everything. So I have a live cut of this. This is from um, their concert movie, Shine a Light, which was released in two thousand eight. It was directed by Martin Scorsese which is a pretty big name for a concert film. Yes. It's something he wanted to do for years. He wanted hmm. to do a Stones concert, and it just didn't work out until that point. Um, they filmed two different concerts. They were both at the Beacon Theater down in New York City, which is a really nice theater. Um, the first one was on October 29th, 2006, and then they filmed the second show on November 1st, 2006, and the idea was to chop it up and take the best cuts of each concert. He wound up using all the footage from the second show, from that November 1st show, 2006, so the first concert is in an archive somewhere, but I don't think we're going to ever get to see that, it. That'll mm-hmm. be the bonus, uh, so. the bonus disc. Yep. Yeah. yeah, at some point. <laughs> Three-issue bonus disc. Yep. So this is a live performance of uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Now, of course, it's the Rolling Stones, so Mick Jagger makes a grand entrance on this song. So you're going to hear, you know, the song starts, and all of a sudden you hear the crowd go nuts. Well, what happens is uh, Mick enters from the back of the theater, so they open the doors, and they have all these floodlights that just come blasting through as soon as they open the doors. And, of course, Mick comes walking out in all this shining <laughs> light and goes right down the aisle and gets up on stage and performs, you know, an entrance that only Mick Jagger really can awesome. pull off, right? So this is a live performance. Sympathy for the Devil from the Rolling Stones in 2006. Let's check it out.
energy on stage on that Ow. one if you watch oof i don't know how he does it three hour show and you're going to see him this summer right yep metlife stadium you got yourself a ticket yeah. well, i've seen you... i've seen him a, a lot of times i yeah. i could try to count it up but uh yeah i wish it's definitely the... double digits <laughs> it's it's out of my price range at Go, this going point. way back to like 1972 by the yeah. way yeah and they still they do they're still doing three hour <laughs> shows they're most of them they're all in their 70s now aren't they yeah yeah you know yeah so it's yeah i guess incredible. the last time i saw him was a couple of years ago out in uh they did that big festival thing in california with the who and and neil right, young right, and right. mccartney yeah, yeah. and the stones and dylan oh nice and uh oh yeah no they hadn't uh they they hadn't stopped <laughs> they, 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 they <laughs> no. hadn't they haven't missed a beat no definitely not we are going to take a break so if you're just joining us today is the one question music quiz so the only question is what do all of these songs have in common Again, no trick questions. You could get it just by listening to the songs. Do we want to take a halfway maybe guess before we take a break, or are we going to wait? Haven't the faintest. Anything? Anybody? I have an idea, but I'd like to keep going. You want but, to wait? Um, okay, yeah, you can hold on to it. Yeah. All right, we can hold on to it. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back with more of the Rock and Roll History Show on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Stick around. I'm Karen Noe. I'm a psychic medium and spiritual author. Join me for the Angel Quest Show here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. We'll discuss spiritual topics such as near-death experiences, reincarnation, life after death, how your thoughts create your reality, creating peace on earth, and so much more. On the first Saturday of every month at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Did you know there used to be a missile launching site right here in Rockland County? Did you know that Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, and Aaron Burr all spent time in the Hudson Valley? And that ice harvested from Rockland Lake was shipped to places as far away as Australia? I'm Jennifer Lorenzo. Join me for Let's Talk History, where we discuss interesting stories and facts about our own Rockland County. Let's Talk History, every Wednesday at 6 p.m., right here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Hi, this is Southside Johnny from the Asbury Jukes, and you're listening to the Rock and Roll History Show with Brian. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Brian Horowitz here. Did you know you can now subscribe to all of Hudson River Radio's podcasts, including the Rock and Roll History Show, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Spreaker? And they're always available right in our Hudson River Radio app, which you can download for free on iTunes and Google Play. You can hear all of our podcasts anytime and anywhere. You can also sponsor one of our shows to get your message heard both locally and around the world. Your commercial will play at least 10 times every day, seven days per week on Hudson River Radio's live broadcast, and you can choose which podcast will include your spot. We will even produce your commercial for free with a four-week commitment. All of this is available for an unbeatable price of only $49 per week. Just shoot us an email to info at HudsonRiverRadio.com and we'll get you started. That's info at HudsonRiverRadio.com. And thanks for joining us here on the Rock and Roll History Show, HudsonRiverRadio.com. I'm Brian Horowitz. We have Neil Richter with us. Hey. The professor. We have Gail Newcomb. Hello. The assistant professor. <laughs> and the other assistant professor, Nadia, sitting over here. Well, you're, you're, the, you're the professor. Hey, we're, we're like no. the class. Thought, we're, we're like the, wait, 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 we're the unruly I, students. I thought I was the class cut up. Okay. <laughs> we, we can trade off. That's fine with me. We, every, every week somebody can play a different role. So today I've, I've got no class, so it doesn't. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so today is our one question quiz. What do all of these songs have in common? Again, no trick questions. Nothing. You, you don't. Even, if you've never heard any of these songs before, you would still be able to get the answer. All right. So so far, we've heard uh, "Stay" by Lisa Lowe. We've heard "The Rose" by Bette Midler, and "Sympathy for the Devil" by the Rolling Stones. We're now going to check out a song. Do, do you speak uh, German, Gail, by any chance? I, know I you're understand the, a very little. Very little bit? Okay. Well, you can correct me because I'm going to massacre this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about a song. The original title was D. Moritat von Mackie Messer. What? Yeah. Here, let me show you. Right there. Oh, let me see. Am I getting that anywhere Die close Moritat to right? D. Moritat von Mackie Messer. There you go. I'm going to give this back to you for the next title, okay? <laughs> so that was a song written by Kurt Weil and Weil, I guess, in German, right? Yes. Okay. And Bertolt like Brecht for a music drama called, do you want to read this one? Should I try it? Die Driegroschenop... Lord yeah. God in Heaven. Yeah, you read that <gasps> one. The one in italics right there. It gets easier after this. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. Die Driegroschenoper. Oh, I'm so glad she's here. Say that again. See, I know, I know what it is, and Die I know what you're saying. Right? I don't know German. Uh-huh. But I know... You, I know, yeah, yeah. I, you know it's yeah. common. Yeah. So, um, in English, the title is better known as the Three Penny Opera, yep. which right. I can pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it premiered in Berlin back in 1928 and translated into English. We know the Mortet, however you say that, <laughs> better as Mac the Knife. Yes. The hit Mac the Knife. So now, a Moritat, is it Moritat? Is that how you say that? Moritat. Morit. Yeah. That is a, uh, we would know it in English as a murder ballad, which uh, on stage is performed by strolling minstrels. What they do is they come on stage and basically they act as narrators to either introduce a character. And the messer is a knife. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so uh, the minstrels come on stage, they kind of narrate what's going on, they'll introduce a new character, they'll kind of bridge you from point A to point B. Think of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. You've seen I either the movie or the play. The three doo-wop singers that show up in the background every once in a while. Yes. They sing the song to kind of fill you in on the details. That's the same idea. Kind of like the Greek chorus. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, what same I was, idea. that's what I was thinking. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah same idea. So, you know, it kind of fills in the gap without having to bring out more people and all that. <laughs> so this song, Mac the Knife, was basically that. Um, it wound up being added kind of last minute to the Three Penny Opera to more fully explain the bad guy named McHeath, M-A-C-H-E-A-T-H. And uh, so these minstrels came out and explained how bad of a guy this McHeath really was. 
Uh, it was first translated into English in 1933, and they did a production in New York. It only had a 10-day run before closing, so that was a complete flop. That didn't work out well. A new translation was produced off-Broadway in 1954, and that one ran for six years. So that was uh, that's a good run. Six years off-Broadway is not too bad. Um, a lyricist named Mark Blitzstein translated um, the verse, the version that we know the best, um, Oh, the Shark Has Pretty Teeth, Dear, and he shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has Macheath deer, which is the one verse that nobody can understand what he's saying. So that's what he's been saying <laughs> right. all Just this time. a jackknife has Macheath, the bad guy Macheath deer, and he keeps it out of sight. So basically he's saying Macheath has a switchblade in his pocket. That's what it means. Right. But when you say it in a musical, you can't just say, oh, he's got a switchblade because that kind of <laughs> takes away. It, it kind of pulls you out of the moment, right? When you're, when you're seeing a show like that this. It doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Right. No. <laughs> Now, a uh, famous actress at the time, Lottie Lenya, uh, was the widow of Kurt Vile, who had passed away in between uh, the I two productions. I was going to ask about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, well, go ahead. And mm -hmm. no, jump in anytime. Absolutely. I think um, his, uh, I think her and his final resting place right up the street here. Where? In, uh, was it Mount Repose? I could be in wrong. In Haverstraw? Yes. Really? Wait, what? That's. I heard that a while ago, a long time ago. Really? Yeah. Both of them? Uh, at least one of them, maybe. I think both. No kidding. Well, I'm going to have to do a little to, bit have, of digging. That I'll have to look up. But. <laughs> yeah, well, if Don't, anybody out there. Not literally, please. You no, 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 no. Not, oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. Jeez, I'm not digging but anybody But I, I think she did live around here. Findagrave.com. Okay. There lived, were a lot of people in showbiz that lived like uh, New like City, a, South Mountain Road area. That's Zucker exactly was what I was going to say, yeah. That's so why I was, yeah. I, I'm going to have to do a little digging. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So, but she is, well, was the widow of Kurt Weil at the time. Um, she was in both the original 1928 German production and she was in the successful 1954 English production. Uh, the great Louis Armstrong was the first to record Mac the Knife separately from the show as a single. And he was in the studio recording it and she came in to visit. So in uh, near the end of the song, the lyrics just basically list all the victims that McKeith had stabbed and killed and all that, and Lottie Lenya comes walking in. So Louis Armstrong actually improvised, look out, Miss Lottie Lenya. So he actually made that, that line up on the spot while he was recording it, and that's the way we know it now. Um, that version was released in 1956. Bobby Darin, the, ver the version that we all know, recorded his on December 19th, 1958, at the Fulton Studios on West 40th Street down in New York City. Dick Clark, the master of all rock and roll, actually told Bobby Darren that he should not do it because Mac the Knife came from an opera and it wouldn't appeal to rock and roll audiences. So that's one of the few missteps that Dick Clark made when it came to rock and roll. Um, in 1959, a couple months after Bobby Darren recorded it, uh, it hit number one. It hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and it actually hit number six on what at the time was called the Black Singles Chart which hmm. had been R&B and race music, quote-unquote, before that. Yeah. And Bobby Darren was white, so he hit number six on the black singles chart, which was Guess what? Which is good, because rock and roll breaks down barriers, doesn't it? What's that? Lottie you looked Lenya, it up? Lottie Lenya is buried in Mount Repose. She in Havistra. Okay. died in 1981, aged 83. I didn't know that. So she's right okay. down the road from us. Yeah, all right. So Mount so Repose... I, I, I was, yeah, I was I, just I, reaching back into my, you know, fading memory. I but, had no idea. I had yeah, no idea. Okay. So. Well, I, I feel uh Yeah, for those in, in Rockland, especially North Rockland, Mount Repose is in Haverstraw. It's uh, at the corner of 9W and uh, where Westside Avenue meet together. So and her, that's where the her gravestone is very, very plain. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna, does it Well, we're going to have to go on a little hunt right there. We have to get yeah. Linda Zimmerman to come yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> She wouldn't want to go look. Hey, I've I've relatives all over that place. So. Yeah, I think everybody in Rockland has at least one in there somewhere. Um, so anyway, so Bobby Darren's version hit number one. And there were countless covers after that, including Frank Sinatra. But Frank Sinatra called Bobby Darren's version the definitive one. And that's a compliment when Frank Sinatra tips his hat to you for your version of the song. Absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, well, uh, I, I, well, I, I don't think anybody would dispute that. So, yeah, definitely. Personally, but yeah. uh, Bobby Darren kind of. We're going to do a whole show on Bobby Darren because he's got he has quite the story himself. But he was born Walden Robert Casoto. Wow. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to keep Walden 
I don't think I've ever met Just anybody right first name tongue. Walden, right? <laughs> he was born in 1936 in Harlem. Uh, he had a long string of hits, which we're going to talk about on a future show. He happened to be uh, present when Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles back in 1968, which that obviously shook him up. Around that same time, he found out that he was actually raised by his grandmother, and he thought that the woman who he thought was his sister was actually his mother. Same thing that Jack Nicholson found out. When I know. He was at le- I know at least two people personally that that also happened to yeah yeah so he grew up thinking that this woman was his sister and that was actually his mother and the one he thought was his mother was his grandmother so when he found that out uh in the you know around 1969 1970 that uh caused him to go into seclusion he really left the spotlight for a while after that that really shook him up unfortunately Um, on top of that he suffered from rheumatic fever as a child which causes uh, a lot of health problems later on in life uh, it's one of those things where now you have to take antibiotics before you have dental work right. and all that, and he didn't do what he was supposed yeah, to do. it messes up your heart, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well, that's why you have to take the antibiotics ahead of time. So actually, since he didn't do that before having dental work done, he wound up with some kind of infection. He wound up having to go in for cardiac surgery, and he wound up dying from that Oh no! at age 37 in 1973. Oh. Yeah, wow. I knew he was young when he passed, but I didn't wow. know why. Yeah, he was a young guy, so just that lifetime of, of, uh, of health problems, you know? That's why you're supposed to take your antibiotics ahead of time. And, and unfortunately, it seems like that is what caused it. He wasn't compliant with uh, what he was mm. supposed to be doing. So we're going to listen to Mac the Knife. It's one of the songs that has something in common with all the rest. So we all know Mac the Knife, right? So feel free to sing along and try to figure out what it has in common with all the other songs. Oh, the shark baby has such teeth there. And it shows them. Pearly white Just a jackknife Has old Maggie Heath, babe And it keeps it uh, Out of sight You know when that shark bites With his teeth, babe Scarlet billows Start to spread Fancy gloves, though Where's old Maggie Heath? So there's never, never a trace of red Now on the sidewalk, uh-huh, uh-huh, ooh, Sunday morning, uh-huh Lies a body, just oozing life And someone sneaking round the corner Could that someone be Mac the Knife? There's a tugboat down by the river, don't you know? Where a cement bag just drooping on down. Oh, that cement is just, it's there for the way to dare. Five will get you ten old Mackies back in town. Not you hear about Louis Miller? He disappeared, babe. After drawing out all his modern cash And now Maggie Heath spins just like a shell Could it be our boy's done something rash? Back in town, I said, Jenny Diver, whoa, Sookie Tawdry, look out to Miss Lottie Lynn, and old Lucy Brown, yes, that line forms on the right, babe, not that Maggie's back in Little Bobby Darren there. 
I like that one. That's one of the ones that never gets old to me. That swings, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> so Gail looked up. So Kurt Vile and Lottie Lanier are both buried in Havisham. So I yeah. was correct. Yeah. Did I win? I didn't win the. You can you can have a bonus point. Is that a that. bonus point? That is definitely a bonus. I I had no idea, but we'll have to plan a walk. We'll have to plan a field trip. Yes. So pack a lunch. <laughs> Even though it's 100 feet off of Route 9W, we'll make a whole day out of it. We'll just walk really slow. <laughs> if you, if you, oh. you want to go walking through a cemetery, I'll just be whistling by. Up no, <laughs> during the day, it's fine. Good grief. Uh, all right, so we have one more song in our one-question quiz. What do all these songs have in common? We have one more song, and then we're going to see if anybody comes close. All right? The last song is By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Oh, Lord. By Glenn Campbell. <laughs> I, you know what? My knee-jerk reaction is I would agree with you. It's like, oh, it's sappy, and it's a, but it's the kind of song where you get about two-thirds of the way through, and then all of a sudden you realize you just got sucked in, and you're listening well, to the story. I remember when this came out, you know, and I used to hear it, and this would be on, you know, Top 40 radio. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd hear Glenn Campbell, and then you'd hear the Kinks or yeah. the Rolling Stones. So exactly. All, they used to play everything back then. So, yeah, yeah it, it all, uh, you know, in it all fit in, at least to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and... I didn't mind this song. No, I, I kind of like it. You know, originally, you know, the first, couple, you know, the first minute or so, it's kind of sappy. And <laughs> I like I like Wichita. <laughs> Wichita, Lineman. Wichita Lineman better. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I I like that one. Yeah. Yes, but um, yeah. Of course, so. I also like Gordon Lightfoot, which probably none I. Of... Did, uh... <laughs> yeah, I do too. Actually, there you go. <clears throat> I thought you didn't. No, I do. Oh, okay. I like him a lot, but no. don't let it get around. <laughs> All right, so by the time I get to Phoenix is one of the many songs I'm that Jimmy all Webb my wrote. Secrets here today. That's all right. That's, this is this is uh, public therapy. It's all good. It's group. We're, we're all amongst friends or something. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy Webb wrote the song. It was about his breakup with his girlfriend Susie Horton. Um, now the song is not to be taken literally. People would go up to Jimmy Webb and complain about the song because um, the song talks about leaving L.A. Uh, driving to Phoenix. So now, you know, this guy finally leaves his girlfriend. He works mm. up the guts to do it. He drives from L.A. to Phoenix, and the idea is, you know, he's in Phoenix, and she's just waking up and realizing he's gone, but, you know, ah, he'll be back later on. Then he drives to Albuquerque, and she's only at lunch. And, you know, <laughs> all right, you know, whatever. He'll be back later on. And then, you know, it, it, it's crazy. So people would just argue with Jimmy that it's impossible because the trip from L.A. to Phoenix is a five-and-a-half-hour drive. And then... The drive from Phoenix to Albuquerque is another seven hours. So people actually got upset with Jimmy Webb that this song would be impossible. And the Concorde wasn't invented. And yet, the Concorde so. wasn't. If you took a plane, it would. You could do it. Well, okay. there, there there is astral traveling, right? I I I, I guess that doesn't. Don't you're out think of my that's realm. What they meant? So. No. So okay. obviously, you know, the it's song. Ca- it's called poetic license. Exactly. Yeah. It's not to be taken literally. Hey, you're the... stepping into my bailiwick with the astral <laughs> well, travel thing. You know. <laughs> So the whole idea of the song is that, you know, the girl didn't think that he would really leave, but he did. So there you go. Um, There were hundreds of covers of this song as well. A lot of Jimmy Webb songs have have covers after covers. Um, Glenn Campbell did this one. It was his first solo hit in 1967, and he had just come off of working with the Beach Boys. You know, Glenn Campbell was a big part of the the Wrecking Crew, the group of studio sessions. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That had been on just about every famous rock and roll album ever. He was also on uh, a song that was done by the Champs, and everyone knows it. It's an instrumental except for one word. Mm -hmm. Tequila. (laughs) The Champs actually had two different bands. They had... The studio version, which Glenn Campbell played with, and then they had the touring champs. Oh yeah, nobody knew there was a difference. Oh okay. So and and they were all competent musicians. They all sounded good, but in the studio, it made economic sense to have good musicians that could sight read music and just play it. Yeah. The first time, right? Because you were you're paying for studio time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, all the musicians were in the union, so they would get overtime if you went over a certain amount of time and all. So it made more sense to just bring somebody in that could get the song done right. And then when these groups went out on tour, they would have time to learn how to play the songs and and perform them live. So and with all a little sc- bit of trickery. With all the screaming and, and yelling, nobody knew the difference. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially back then because the sound systems were nothing like exactly. we had oh, yeah. So you couldn't hear a lot of bands <laughs> to begin with. Right. Um, so this was, you know, Glenn Campbell had decided he wanted to break out on his own, so he did. And this was... Uh, his first solo hit came out in 1967. He, he did all right with that. He did quite all right with a lot of different things. So <laughs> this is our 
Last song of the quiz. It's By the Time I Get to Phoenix on the Rock and Roll History Show. By the time I get to Phoenix She'll be rising She'll find the note I left hanging On her door She'll laugh when she reads the part That says I'm leaving Cause I've left that girl so many times before By the time I make Albuquerque She'll be working She'll probably stop at lunch And give me a call But she'll just hear that phone Keep on ringing Off the wall That's all By the time I make Oklahoma She'll be sleeping She'll turn softly Call my name out low And she'll cry Just to think I'd really leave her Though time and time I've tried to tell her so She just didn't know I would really go All right, so you've made the 13-hour trip from L.A. to Phoenix to Albuquerque, and we are now at the end of the quiz. So we've heard these songs, Lisa Loeb, Stay, uh, Bette Midler's The Rose, Rolling Stone's Sympathy for the Devil, Bobby Darren's version of Back the Knife, and Glenn Campbell's version of By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Now, all of these songs have something in common. It's on the surface. It is not a trick question, but it is not an easy question either. So you've all had time to ponder. <laughs> Shall we go around and ask? All right. All right, Nadia's starting. Okay. My guess is that the... All the songs had the same beat on the drum. All right. You mean like 4-4 four, four time? No, like like if it had the same snare, then kick, then snare, then kick. All right. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think that all the songs had, had no. drums on it. Mm-mm. I don't think the rows had. But I'd have to go back and pay attention. So I'm going to say nope. Who's next? Gail, Neil? Ladies first. <laughs> you realize you're, there are absolutely no stakes here with this. There's not even because a wager on the table. I hope we run out of time. I don't have to answer and I'll well, be wrong. Three oh, of no. us are vegetarians. <laughs> of course there's no stakes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that's the, the only thing I could think of. I was wondering, are, are they all in 4-4 time signature? I don't know. I think they are. The thing is, most songs most are. Most songs are. That's, know, that, that's like the right. most. Co- that's like go back to the blood type. That's like the you know, yeah yeah yeah. That, four beats like per measure. Standard, yep, that's know. that's your standard rock. But no, 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 no. Neil. All right. The master of all things. What musical. I, I had it going up until the last song there, and um, and it's that they were written. You know, the songs were written, but ended up being used for something else that they were not intended to be or that they be, you know, they became a hit for another reason or they were used, you know, in a film and became a hit or okay. they, they weren't, it wasn't 
what it started out to be. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like you said, uh, Lisa Loeb, it was written beforehand, yeah. and then it ended up, you know, in a video and in a movie. That's a really good guess. Same with the uh, rose. It the was rose written became, and yeah, and yeah. then uh, Mac the Knife was in a, you know, an opera, an actual stage production. It became a hit. Uh, the Stone song was used, you know, in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Glenn Campbell kind of shot that one out. But that's that's that, the, that was that's all I got. I I give you I tip my hat to you. If I was <laughs> wearing a hat because that that's pretty good. But not quite, not quite. No, I, that so. was it was the last the last <laughs> song I said that. that, that well, I know, I know. They're all sung by people. That is true. <laughs> that is true. If you could find one that's not, I would look. Well, other than that, that barking dog jingle bell. <laughs> but we could do without that. So. All right, let me like ask it. you. So if we had to define rock and roll, one thing that, you know, pretty much all rock and roll songs have across the board is a steady beat, something that you can kind of dance to. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, most, the overwhelming majority of rock and roll songs have a hook. They have some kind of chorus that comes back to. None of these songs have a chorus. They all tell the story straight through. They don't have a hook. They don't have a chorus that it comes back to. Hmm. Usually there's a verse. Wow. There's yeah. a chorus. Okay. Verse, chorus. Guitar solo, chorus, fade out. None of these songs have a chorus. It's literally a story straight through, beginning to end. All, all, all verse. verse. Yeah. All verse, no uh, chorus. It, now, you, now that you put it out that way, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Hmm. I told you it wasn't going to be easy. And and I thought too about it, like just a narrative. You know that you know that was yep. just a, a story, but that seemed a little. You know, there's lots of songs that mm. are just there, stories. There are a lot of hit songs out there that that do the same thing. They just tell a story straight through. I only picked a few, but but, but the, the overwhelming but the, a majority of, of rock come, songs come back to a come back to a hook. You know? Yeah, think of think of any favorite song. You know, living on a prayer. We're halfway there. Living on it comes back to that. You know, right? Yeah, or some sugar yeah. on me comes back to to that. Even mm. blue so, suede shoes. Don't mess with my blue suede shoes. Yeah. Comes back around to that, but none of these songs have a chorus. They all just tell a narrative straight through. So there you go. Wow, you mm. very good. You all owe me pizza. All right. <laughs> but who got the closest? I knew we were going to get pie. <laughs> That's true. Gail didn't bring anything. You, you know why I didn't bring pie? Because I didn't want to have to do the do dishes. The dishes. <laughs> Which is a. Oh, we'll have to explain that. Yeah, it's a, one of these that's days. A, we that's will. a getting dirty Inside. joke. When Allison and I are here Monday, we'll have, to, we'll have to explain yeah. that, right? Yeah. So any any complaints? No, well, that... Fair quiz? Yeah. No, <laughs> Most of the uh, songs were irritating, but... All right, you know. Who got the closest? Everybody's got their, their taste. What's that? Who got the closest? Nobody. Me. Me. <laughs> so there we go. And that is our one-question quiz for the week. So not too bad, right? I have no idea what we're doing next week, but we'll, we'll come up with something. So Hopefully it'll be an easier quiz. Can, can I do a quick Maybe plug for what I'm a, doing next week? You should definitely Ooh, do a yeah. plug for yes. what you're doing. Uh, Saturday, March 2nd on Paranormally Yours at 9 a.m. I'm going to have an animal communicator front live from Scotland. Wow. Nice. From I am looking Scotland. forward to that. And you worked out the time differences and all that, yeah. right? So no, yeah, no it'll surprises be easier for her because it'll be like... Two o'clock in the afternoon or oh, something. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I ended up um, meeting her online quite by accident, um, partly because she has a Bernese Mountain Dog like I used to have. Okay. <laughs> it's a small world. You never know. On right? the bunny bunny banks of Loch Lomond. That mm-hmm. is, it's March 2nd? March I, 2nd. March yeah. Saturday, March 2nd, 9 a.m. here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. But you can always catch previous shows at 9 a.m. every Saturday too, every, right? Yep, so Gail mm-hmm. and up on uh, the shows Karen Noe. Yeah, uh, Angel Quest, the new shows are the first Saturday of the month and every other Saturday is a replay yes. of the past show. And if you missed that, all of our shows are available as podcasts. So you can subscribe right through our app. You can go to Apple Podcasts or iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts and check out all the shows, including this one, Rock and Roll History Show. Right? Yes. There you go. Yes. All right. Anything else to add? Are we good? We're good. I, I guess so. Neil, Gail, Nadia, thank you for hanging out here for the Rock and Roll History Show. Thank Always you for fun. putting up with our shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, special thanks to Joey D for our closing theme here that you're listening to. He actually just played a gig at uh, Growler and Gill this past Monday down in Anuet. I had never been there before. Hmm. So, I know. I never have. I've, I've passed it all the time. I've been there either. I, yeah, that was my first time there. It was pretty good. I will hmm. go back. So it was a good show. Cool. And uh, yeah, don't forget you can follow us on all the social media. And if you're watching us on the live stream on Facebook, thanks for joining us there, too. But you can follow us on Facebook.com slash 
uh, the Rock and Roll History Show or slash Hudson River Radio. And we're on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And and I think that's it, right? Did I forget anything? I don't think so. Nope. I would say that's a wrap, right? So we will see you back here next week for the Rock and Roll History Show on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Till then, I'm Brian Horowitz, and peace out. Okay, bye-bye. Woohoo! HudsonRiverRadio.com. We're so good, we don't need a transmitter.